You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now Let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome to episode 160. Today's episode is all about the Oasis Aqua Lounge, which is a club. Oasis Aqua Lounge. Yeah, it's a club based in Toronto in Canada. Might surprise you a little to understand that it is uh, water lounged area yeah so we went there after our trip to hedonism and we're finally getting around to talking about it so we're going to talk about the club we're going to talk about me being a little bit triggered we're also going to give you guys a cautionary tale about butt plugs but first daryl cultural tidbit for toronto oh my god i am so excited to hear about the toronto cultural tidbit did you just sploosh on your chair a little bit absolutely not (laughs) can you pretend you did yeah sploosh can you give us a fake orgasm no Okay, cool. I don't fake orgasms for no one. So, Toronto, as of 1991, it is legal for women to be topless in Ontario. After a college student was fined for taking her shirt off on a hot day and challenged with a $75 ticket, it was determined that being shirtless is not an inherently sexual act and therefore does not fall under indecent exposure. Whoa. Didn't see anyone topless, though. 1991, they've they've chosen to free the nipple in Ontario. I didn't see anyone Topless. freeing their nipple. It was also a little bit cold while we are there, to be fair. Yeah, but I mean, nipples are at their happiest in cold weather. You can tell that by the way they stand to attention. Yeah. How do you feel about that, though? The fact that the country or the, that's, that area has gone, you know what? Nipples aren't inherently sexual. Yeah, I mean, I feel like saying, duh. <laughs> okay. Is that is that what I should be saying? Yeah, exactly. feel like nipples aren't inherently sexual. Cautionary tale about butt plugs. (laughs) So before we get into our little story about butt plugs and us fucking recently with one, I put a Twitter poll up and I said, curious minds want to know, have you ever simulated double penetration by using a butt plug and vaginal penetration? Yeah, I've put a poll up a couple of times as well, just quietly. (laughs) And here is the responses. 79.8%, so I'm just going to call that 80%. 80% of people said yes, they have. Mm. Does that surprise you? Yes. Me too. What would you think it was going to be? I would have thought it would be much less than that. <laughs> what would you have estimated? <laughs> like 20. 20? Tops. Wow, I was going like 40, but yeah. Yeah, but that's double 20. Yeah, it is. I didn't even have to kick a shoe off. We had a bunch of people write in the comments, but one stood out for me. because oh, yeah? Because of our cautionary tale. So here we go. This is from NC Fun Couple 7478. You see, now that's definitely a Twitter handle. That is a Twitter handle. And they said... We actually use a dildo instead of a plug. There is too much movement and this could cause a plug to disappear unless it has a very large base. But that large base then can also get in the way of things. Sounds like a thing. Feel like they could have given the cautionary tale to us (laughs) a lot fucking earlier. Since you were the fucker instead of the fucky, do you want to give uh, everybody an understanding of us fucking recently? And uh, I mean, I'm sure it was absolutely delightful and you had a jolly good time. But I had a whale of a time. Can you tell everybody what happened? We were having sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With uh, with a with a butt, you had a butt plug in, and the butt plug when you were coming close to orgasm started to uh, push out. 
uh, it would have pushed all the way out had I have not have like touched it. But then when I touched it and you came, you sucked it in basically to the point where I went, whoa, and then reached down and stuck my thumbnail under it to pull it back out. Lightning reflexes. Yeah. I mean, well, I was actually just thinking of the bill. <laughs> yeah. There, there wouldn't have been a bill because, you know, we live in a country with free healthcare, but it still would have been hard to explain. Yeah. Well, not really, actually. An x-ray would have explained it really fucking quickly. <laughs> we actually have a lot of butt plugs in the shipping container that's still based in Singapore. <laughs> Long story. But in that shipping container, we actually have some silicon-based butt plugs. I normally choose to use them over stainless steel ones because there's more flexibility. There's more, you know, it kind of moves around. I think the stainless steel one, it doesn't move around as much or there's less flexibility there. Anyway, so Daryl's fucking me. The butt plug, I come, mm-hmm. and I guess muscles and things contract. And, and, you know, weird girl shit going on. Right. So all I hear is something something to the effect of like, holy fuck or shit or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That was you going into panic mode. And what went through my mind was this is how I'm going to spend my day now in hospital getting a butt plug removed. Yeah. Or sitting downstairs on the toilet squeezing. So uh, my cautionary tale is that um, – even though a butt plug has a base. Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. Especially those pretty jeweled stainless steel ones I find don't have as big of a base. Whereas some of the other plastic ones, not plastic ones, some of the other silicon ones with like the larger base or, for example, my vibrating one has quite a large base across yeah, it. Yeah, but it's meant to be worn for a much longer period. That's the, that's the thing with this yeah. stainless steel version. It's not exactly a, a long period expectation for wearing yeah, exactly. So my cautionary tale, lessons learned here. I don't even think it's a lessons learned. I'm still going to fuck with the butt plug in. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but maybe a different. Maybe a different one. Maybe a different. We need to look for some more. Yeah, because we don't, because the 40 you have is not enough now. Uh, between the things that have been given to you and the things that we've bought ourselves and, and the things you bought for me, which I never fucking use, there is a mountain of, 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 of stuffs that we never use. What's your point? We're likely in the vein of Daryl culling shit constantly to make sure we don't end up like slumlords. Mm-hmm. There's likely going to be some go in the bin at some point in the not too distant future. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. Because there's, well, uh, either that or donated to our friends who are happy enough to use, you know, freshly clean yeah. toys because there's a lot of fucking money there. There is. Yeah. yeah. Call 1 800 Kate sends you one of her used sex toys. Well, we could just fucking sell them because because there'd be dudes out there everywhere wanting. That's what I'm saying. Call one eight hundred. I can clean them, or I, I I can't. It's up to you guys. Shall we talk about Oasis Aqua Lounge? I mean, if we must. Right. So we go to Toronto. We stay in the middle of the city in quite a lush hotel. I might say, like we don't tend to. Sp- overly splurge in hotels. Normally when we're traveling, we might have one nice hotel fair. Out of a two or three week period, yes. Yeah. And this was kind of our splurge hotel, but unbeknownst to me, that also upgraded us. Yeah, we. but it was a pretty nice hotel to start it with. It was a nice hotel. And then they fucking jacked it up. And, it and then was, they jacked it up. Woo. Yeah, and then I was like, man. But it was really, really close. So the club itself is only a short drive from the middle of Toronto is kind of where I'm, where I'm getting to. So... It's quite convenient. You know, some clubs around the world are in industrial areas because they have to be licensing-wise. They're a bit further out than the city. And the fact that this one is quite close to Toronto it was a couple of minutes' drive, cheap in a new bar. Yeah, it was easy uh, to get to. in the right spot. Yeah. Correct. So if you guys want to check the club out, 
I will obviously put their website in the show notes today, but a bit about them. They're open seven days a week, by the way, <laughs> and single men are permitted five days out of the seven. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of semen time. That's a lot of days, right? That's pretty, I don't think I've actually seen a club around the world that operates seven days a week. That's pretty rare. Normally they would have maybe Thursday through Sunday or Thursday through Monday. I don't know. Yep. That's rare. So they're open seven days a week. Single men are permitted five days out of the seven. We went on a Sunday. Yep. Entry for the couples is a hundred Canadian dollars, so that's about seventy-four US dollars. Hundred Canadian rubles. Mm, hundred mm. Canadian rubles. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Hundred Canadian maple leaves. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that'll do. So we arrive to the club. We see the security guard. Right, he's standing at the front. He lets you into kind of a waiting area. Yep. To be talked to by the receptionist before you make the payment, and then allowed in the main area of the clubs. There's a little area. The receptionist provides you. With access to the club, obviously you have to pay, you do the whole thing. There's a coat rack there, thank God, because, you know, Canada is a little bit cold. Give you a quick introduction to the club. She touches on consent a little bit. I'm actually just concerned with the amount of emphasis you put on all the weird things going in, whether you listen to that at all. <laughs> a little bit. You sure? Because it sounded like it was really concerning. Well, I did miss a part later that I'll talk about. But okay, okay, okay. She talked about how the club is inclusive. Yes. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a little second. So after the entrance, there is a wall with coloured wristbands. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. Red, uh, red, yellow, and green, if I remember. Oh, I think there was like six too. There was like six oh, or more. blue as well. Yeah, there, were more than, there was more than one. Yeah. There was more than one. What are the purpose of the wristbands? The wristbands are to define what you're into. So if you're there just to hang out and, and – so I think from memory it went from I'm here to swim – and stay and, and get warm and enjoy the night or we're here, depending on single or couple, of course, and the all the way through and the ch- colours change to, you know, where we might be interested, we're interested to meet people and then we're DTF yeah. is the top end one, which is kind of standard or kind of standard in terms of the top end one. So that's what was there. Do you, what do you, how do you feel about these wristbands? And a second part to that is, did you see anybody wearing them? Uh, people were wearing them, yes. I think the wristbands, if you're going to be serious about the wristbands, you've got to kind of issue them at the at the front. Right. But they're silicon wristbands. I think they're too expensive for the job, given ah. that people could only be there for one night, right? So yeah. I would I would say that the that, that a waterproof paper ones would be a better option because people are gonna people are gonna throw them away immediately as soon as they get home. They're not gonna leave them behind. That's true, because I put one on and I did throw it away. Yeah. Well of course you did, because nobody nobody stockpiles silicon wristbands with, you know, swinging names written all over them. Yeah. It's not a thing. Well, maybe it is a thing. You yeah. could probably use them as a cock ring if your cock was big enough, but Or a hair tie or whatever. Unfortunately but... my cock's not big enough. <laughs> well, fortunately for me, thank you very much. Yeah, fortunately for everyone. So I you think, think they're you think they're a good idea? How many people did you think you saw wearing them? Probably 40%. Okay. Yeah, so a majority of which were single men in terms of the people who were wearing them. And surprisingly, this was a bit of a shock to me, not all of the single men who were wearing them had a DTF Mm. one on, which was surprising. Well, it could be. It could be a good way to stand out. Like if you had one that said, yes, I'll have sex, because I think there was one that was like, look, I'm, I'm a social swinger, meaning that I want a connection before I fuck rather than just I'm here to fuck. Like, I'm here to fuck. Maybe yeah, as a single guy that actually might be quite a standout because people are like, oh, he may want to have sex, but he's not just like, who the fuck? He's not a fuck guy. You know what I mean? I, I, I know what you mean, but I wish that I never hear that. Whatever Beautiful. That, uh, yeah, let's, that, that needs to never happen yeah. again. So as I mentioned, when we checked in, the receptionist told us that the club is inclusive. 
Here comes story time. So we just come off the back of being in hedonism <laughs> for a week. Dumbass time, not story time. <laughs> here comes here comes the story. So we've been in hedonism for a week. Add on top of that the fact that the clubs here in the Netherlands are all inclusive, meaning that when you pay your entrance fee, food and drinks are completely included in the price. Daryl hears the club is inclusive because that's all she said. She didn't really go further on with it. And he's like, great, babe, why don't you line up at the bar? I'm going to go put all of our crap in the locker room on level two. I'll take the coats. I'll take the bag. I'll take all the stuff. You line up, get yourself a drink. Uh, What happened, Daryl? Well, you lined up to get a drink and then I went upstairs and dropped everything off into the into the place. And then when I came back, you said, you got to pay for the drinks. <laughs> and your response was, no, it's inclusive. Yeah, well, I said it was fucking inclusive. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's how it should be. Well, what, what did inclusive mean, in, in fact? It, it means the most obvious thing ever for any <laughs> club of this type is that it's fucking inclusive of any sexual orientation, bloody blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean, duh. Yeah. No, I'm just saying duh. <laughs> right? So you had to go back upstairs, get the wallet, come back down. <laughs> yeah, that whole fucking one story that I had to walk up, it was diabolical. It was pretty funny, though, because at the beginning when you said, I'll go up and you get the drink, and I said, no, 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 we need a wallet, and your response was, no, it's inclusive. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's what she meant, but cool. Yeah, well, I mean, nobody was fucking arguing with me, though, were they? <laughs> I did say I don't think that's what she meant, and you are like, no, 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 no. You didn't argue. I didn't I mean, argue. Yeah, that's not what she meant. That's not an argument. That's just you saying it's not what she meant. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did she mean, Kate? Perhaps next time tell me that. What she meant was the club is inclusive in nature and we accept everybody. Yeah. So don't be a dick. Fucking duh. Don't be a dick and also pay for your drinks, you cheap motherfucker. I'm not a cheap motherfucker. (laughs) I'm just talking about the fact that it's – I mean, do you really need to say that out loud? (laughs) Well, you shouldn't need to, but it is one of, I guess, the the Oasis Aqualounge really do – make efforts to talk about diversity and trans and everything like that. So they actually go out of their way to talk about those things in their marketing. And so I think that's why part of the entrance is we are an inclusive club. So what you're saying is my brain is too inclusive. Your brain is too inclusive, yeah. Got it. A little bit about Oasis Aqua Lounge. It is three levels. As the name alludes to, it is very much based on water ra- water-bound activities. So three levels – that doesn't mean pee play for the <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe it does. It is very inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking inclusive. So you do you, no king shaming here. Uh, the ground floor is the entrance, the bar, the dance floor, the hot tub area and access to the pool area. Yeah. I'm going to say the pool's kind of below ground though, right? Uh, generally speaking. It's a below ground pool. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're called. Yeah. So. Cool. So there's actually a below ground. Do you feel you need to make up for being right because you were so wrong with the inclusive drink now? Yes. Cool. And I'm there. So second floor is the lockers, the bathrooms, some play spaces, and the BDSM room. Now, this is where we spotted something really, really different, interesting. interesting. What are your interesting. thoughts? Yeah, it was interesting. So in the BDSM room, actually in all of the rooms, it wasn't just the BDSM room, no. by the way, but in all of the rooms, they have a little card that's on the beds and or play areas, whatever those are, right? Because BDSM room doesn't necessarily mean a bed. And they were hanging if there's – so if it was a cross, for example, they had them hanging on string as well. Yeah, that's true. They went to some flat surfaces. Yeah, they were – so they have a clean side and a dirty side. So one side says clean, one side says dirty. So after you've – if you've used the area, rather than them having to guess whether it's been cleaned or whether it hasn't been cleaned, they can can do that. They can can just see it. You just turn it over and – 
biff baff boff, you've got yourself a uh, clean space, clean or dirty space that's going to get cleaned. Well, it's good. It's good for the staff because, as you said, they know. Oh, I got to go in and clean that piece of equipment. Equally good for the patrons because Correct. they're like, oh, that's clean, not clean. I'm going to go clean. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Have we seen that before? No. I don't recall it. I think this is the first time I've seen something Correct. like that. I feel like it makes life a lot easier for the cleaning staff. Honestly. Makes life easier for everybody. Yeah, but mostly the cleaning staff. But mostly the, the staff, yeah. Because otherwise you, you really don't know. You end up just cleaning shit that's already fucking clean unless mm-hmm. it is literal shit and then you'd know because <laughs> somebody pretty, shat on the pretty bed. Pretty obvious. Yeah, but because we're inclusive, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> that's you know, not true. You're not allowed to do that. Don't know, do that. Yeah, don't do that. You know on the, the dishwashers, sometimes they've got those like little magnets where it's like turn it clean, turn it upside down, it's unclean. Like Obviously, that's something in daily life that a lot of people have, but for some reason it hasn't translated to a swingers club, and I think it's brilliant. Do you think that they also clean the swinger cards every time, the little clean-unclean cards every time they clean the equipment? Well, they are plastic-coated, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah, me too. Because that would make sense. How unclean or clean is the card that goes on top? Because it would be effing stupid to not do that. How do they know that they've got to clean that card? Yeah, that's like, you know, you should always clean the door handle on your uh, on your toilet. True. Door handles are pretty grubby. Yeah. So that was the second floor. The top floor had more play areas. It had a little stage slash seminar room. Yeah. It had a group room. It had a room with a car in it, the bonnet of the boot, sorry, the boot of a car. Trunk. The trunk of a car, right? It had that little area. Helping out where I can. (laughs) Very inclusive of language here. You're inclusive of language. Yep. I know you're taking the piss, but just for, for the audience listening, whilst he's taking the piss, he's also not taking the piss. What? In other words, like you, you're not making a joke out of being. Oh inclusive. no, I think I, I actually think so. The 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 reason that my brain didn't compute that is because I think it's how it all should be. Yeah, I think I think whatever whatever you identify as, whatever you wish to do, that's with within both legal and ethical boundaries should be fill uh, your boots. Yeah, you should be able to do it. Yeah, unless of course the club defines that as not as as their area not being a place you can do that. You know, like you have to wear shoes like and scat play or shirts like to go play. into, yeah. I don't know, supermarkets. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's – as long as it's within the boundaries of what the club identifies as most appropriate for their facility, then I think it should be fill your boots. Yeah. Go nuts. So like I said, while well, well, you're taking the piss out of inclusive, you – Oh, yeah, and I'll continue to do that for the rest of the thing. But, I mean – Just you, disclaimer. Yeah, if you, if you feel that I'm not inclusive, please send an email to Kate because <laughs> – I am. And you'll notice there was no but. There was no but. Yeah. Because everything that you say before a but is a lie. Yeah. I'm not this but. Well. Everything before is a lie. Yeah. True. True. You don't need to justify. So there was also another small bar area with some seating that wasn't being used at the time as well, which I thought was a great little space. And I'm curious if the club gets busier whether they open that other little bar area on level three. Yes. They said it was closed on that night on purpose. They told us that the, in the briefing, they did. My level of attention there. Yeah, they told us in the briefing that it was uh, that that it was closed tonight because they didn't expect the the requirement to actually uh, need the extra bartender because they run the bar up there as well. Yeah, which is great as well because then you've got that ability. I think if you're up on level three, not to have to go back down to the ground level. And you know, I'm also curious whether they lease out the top level to events because that in itself would just be perfect. You know, you've got everything up there for like an event to just take over the top level. That would be really curious. Why wouldn't you just take out take over the whole place? So, I mean, coming back to the sort of the descriptor, you've given a bit of a rundown on where things are, but it's not very big. 
Except the outdoor area. The outdoor area is quite big, but the inside area is not very big. Yeah. Well, but, well, because it is so focused, I think, on that pool area. It operates year-round, by the way. Yeah, the pool was fucking toasty warm. What would you say, nice. how many people could fit in this club in your mind before it becomes ridiculous? Before it becomes ridiculous? Yeah. I would say probably around 200. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, even at 200, it may be ridiculous, but it's. I think 200 would be all right. And who goes there in terms of the clientele? I would say, very again, very diverse in, in terms well, of sexuality. Single, single male, single female, so that There's trans people there. Trans, yeah, it was, it was very open. I think it's because they are really forward with that inclusivity and they, you see that even in the staff members, right? So the clientele is the same. And I think that there's a lot of diversity there as well in, in that space. So I think they're obviously pushing that for a reason and they're getting yeah, the people in that are going to back that. Because they're humans. What would you say the average age was? I'm going about 45. No, fuck no. Yeah, so, okay. What do, you, do you think there was an average age of, say, let's say average age of couples, average age of single men? What are your thoughts? Is there a difference between the two? Actually, I don't think there was. I think the average age of couples uh, was and single guys was about the same. Which was? Late 30s. Late 30s. Average. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 40, you're saying 40s. That, that, that's no way. I mean, you're talking top end there. I don't, I don't think there was any, uh, there was hardly anyone in their 40s. Really? Yeah. You know, when there's a big group in their 20s, <laughs> it, what it does is brings the average brings down. Brings the average down. Yeah. It's- what I will say is that I think in terms of size of people there, I think there was probably more diverse range of sizing. And what I mean from that is body shape and size than perhaps what we see in some of the clubs here in the Netherlands. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, and also more diverse because you, uh, the Netherlands is what it is, but it's inherently very white. There is a lot of white people here. Yeah. That's not on purpose. It's just it's fucking – it's the white part of Europe. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, so, yeah, that's not really a surprise. It's, it's not really terribly diverse Yeah, in clubs because it's not diverse in the street. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would say that I, I probably saw more – depending on how you identify again, if you're identifying as a BBW, I probably saw more BBWs at this club than I think I've seen at other clubs that we've been to lately. I mean, it's not something we haven't seen ever before, but I definitely think that body shape there, they also had a larger range of women, including BBWs going to the club. And I'm curious whether or not that's just because we were there at a single male night, because a lot of those women were also single. So I don't know whether... You know, maybe that Could skews be. that and so more women come out for those kind of hot wife or just, you know, single ladies going into the club for single men. I don't know whether that may be skewing some of this. Could be. But definitely for me, that's that's kind of the, the, the people that I saw there. Yeah, and that's a fair statement. Okay, cool. I, I would agree with that. Yay. I don't agree with anything else you've said to this point. <laughs> just that. You're wrong, Kate. So when we got there, a little bit about what we did on the night. So we've kind of run through the club as it sits. Mm-hmm. What we did on the night, we grabbed a drink, obviously, as I said before. We had to pay for said drink. We started a bar tab because that's what you do when you go into a club that doesn't. That is an inclusive. That is an inclusive. <laughs> that is an all-inclusive. We took on ourselves on a little tour around the club to see what's what because we've never been there before. Yeah. And we headed up to the third floor. The third the third floor. Third floor. We headed up to the third floor. We ran into um, Fatima, who actually runs the social media aspect of the club. Yep, which is quite cool. Yeah, she was lovely to chat to. She disappeared later because I think she was also. Oh she, no! So she dis- disappeared because we we got talking to the the other guys there as well, and she sort of she did probably what most owners owners operators employees do. They kind of fade out when they see things are going well mm-hmm. with someone else. 
because, you know, they're, they're there to chat initially and yeah, we just happened to run into her, which is pretty cool. They had no idea we were going to be there, right? That was... Uh, uh, we, we mentioned we might be there, but we yeah. hadn't clarified because we didn't know how tired we were going to be off the back of Hedo. We were fucking tired. Yeah, we were tired. We were fucking tired. <laughs> we left there like early. And she was also not supposed to be there because she was supposed to be doing something Do, else. Yeah, she was doing something else. Anyway. So we ran into her and it was, it was really lovely. We also ran into a lady called the Toronto Unicorn. Yes. So we chatted to her for a bit. We then ended up going outside and we were interviewed. She recognised us from our voices, from Australia, from our accent. So we're talking to Fatima and the Toronto Unicorn turned around and she said something to the effect of like, wait a second. Wait a second. I don't mean to be weird, but you guys, Kate and Daryl. Yes. And uh, I think, is that the first time we've ever been... I think so. So first time we've ever been identified. I think so. I, th- I think so. I think she so took our virginity. Our identification virginity. I think she might have. She might have. Because normally if we're, you know, if we're going to somewhere or somebody recognises us, it's because they know we're going to be there. Like Sounds like something I think she'd be okay with as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Toronto Unicorn took our virginity. She also invited us out to be interviewed on her YouTube channels. Yeah. So we, we, we wanted it out um, as in outside because obviously you can't film Inside, how how was that for you being recognised and then being asked to come outside and, and film? I thought it was. I mean, it, it was it, it was fine. I'm not going to say it was it was strange, given that you know I don't normally have people identify me as I'm walking down the fucking street or in a club. So it was a bit weird in that regard, but it was yeah, it was nice. She's on the ball though, so she does like yeah, little, yeah, little short YouTube videos. And when she was filming, I had a little light on her camera and we went outside and just obviously oh, yeah, quite she compact. She had her shit together. She had her shit together. But then she said, oh, you know, this will be live in like two days. And I remember looking at her and thinking, fucking what? Because normally if we do a YouTube, it takes me like a yeah, week. But, I mean, you fuck about though. Anyway, if you want to go and check out that video out the front of Oasis Aqua Lounge, where we're getting interviewed by the Toronto Unicorn, I'll put the link in the show notes. Yep. So we head back inside and we start chatting to her friend, who's identified as R on the YouTube channel so I'm because she's featured in a lot of the Toronto Unicorn yep. um, YouTube channel. So I'm just going to call her R as well. Yeah. And I think uh, what was I think the, the line was I'm, I'm – she's R was new to all of this when they first met or something. That's and right. she's kind of working her way through everything. Yeah. And that's part of the conversation piece that they have for the web – uh, sorry for the uh, YouTube channel as well. You might want to give her a shout out because she actually recently, ah, uh, that is, recently wrote on one of our uh, podcasts on YouTube that she loves the sound of your voice. She actually wrote <laughs> on there and she said, I can't wait to hear the, the talk about Oasis. And by the way, I love Daryl's voice or something to the effect of like that. So there you go. Well, there you go, ah. Uh, so it was lovely to meet you. <laughs> That's the best voice I can do. That's the best voice you yeah, can do. Yeah, it's the best voice I've got. Say something slutty to her out of, off the top of your head. Can you do that? Do you like the taste of the tip of my cock? Rightio, there you go. Did that work? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're on a spot now. Go. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, Don't put fucking, me on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let's go. No. I'm going to sit here in silence until you give me uh, a I slutty. Said, I said something really awesome, but we had to remove it from the episode <laughs> because it was so explicit. <laughs> I lie. So we're talking to R for a little bit. And as you said, she's kind of new. No, 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 no. She's not very new not anymore. Not very new, but like. As in new to the lifestyle. She's excited and interested and wants to learn. Yeah, yeah. But it has been learning a lot. That's, you know, part of what she's been doing. Yeah. Which was pretty cool, I think. Anyway. So she was talking to us about travel and clubs and threesomes. And then she started talking to you a lot about hot wifing. Do you remember that conversation? I, I do. Not, not a whole lot of detail. It is a while ago now. But yes, I do. Yeah, so I remember she was talking to us about 
what is a hot wife? Daryl, why do you like it? Like, Yeah, she was asking me about what what it, what it does for me, whether what I'm into, why I'm into it. Yeah, it was... Uh, when somebody asks you those kinds of questions and, and pays more, I would say more attention to you than, than me, and I don't mean that in a negative way, I just mean that she was really interested in, you know, the psychology from your perspective. Does that make you feel nice when somebody is so interested in the Daryl, why, how, etc.? I mean, it feels, it always feels pretty nice to have people interested in what you're talking about. That's definitely the case. So, yeah, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it like that, honestly. But yes, it, it's, it's something that al- always makes me feel, feel good about. Everyone likes to feel like they can help people or, you know, offer a point of view that, that maybe they don't have or whatever it is. Yeah. When we're having this conversation, what I will say is that I felt extremely overdressed. I was standing there in a towel. Yeah, everyone was fucking naked. Toronto was in a towel. And then across from us, there was people fucking in the orgy beds. Behind us, there's a group fucking and using a fuck machine. In the next room where the car room was is a girl with a single guy in there called the Jackhammer fucking there. And we're standing near the balcony. You're in a suit. I'm in a uh, dress. Yes. Having a conversation. And I remember looking around and thinking – this is a little bit odd for us. Yeah, I think there was a few, there's a few reasons there. The first one is they were the they were the only going going out clothes we had from for the trip, right? Because they'd kind of been set up for a different event. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it it was a little strange, but it was fucking hot. Mm. I was hot. Yeah, that had and not not in the you know in the good way. In the it's just fucking warm in here. Yeah. But it's not really a surprise. It's we'd a fucking aqua lounge. We'd also only just gotten there. And yeah. did the tour, had a drink, and at this point in time we're talking to people. So it's not like the evening had progressed and it was like whatever time and we were we just still just hadn't dressed down. So it was just particularly strange. I don't know how how I would have felt if there was maybe a mandatory dress down in that club. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. So after this we go downstairs, we get another drink, and we decide we're going to head into the pool because, fuck, it's, it's a heated pool which I was dubious about, by the way. I was bloody dubious about this whole heated pool because it was quite cold. It wasn't like right now in Canada where there's like, you know, eight foot of snow and people are in minus 40 degree temperatures, but it was pretty cold when we were there. Yes, it was fucking cold. Did you think the pool was going to be actually as hot as it? Are you mean as nice and toasty warm? Yeah. No, fuck no. no. I mean, it's fucking freezing outside. I don't I mean, know what it is, but I'm always, when people say they've got a heated anything, I'm always like, that's do That's because ya? you're used to heated pools in Australia, which are dubiously heated at best, right? Because yeah. I mean, who needs a fucking heated pool to that level in Australia? So. No one. Here's a question, just thinking about that whole dress down thing before we get into the pool. Mm-mm. How many people, this probably goes to why I felt so out of place wearing clothes, what percentage of people do you think were in clothing? Oh, actually clothes versus wearing a towel, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Not many. 10%. Yeah. At best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at best. Because normally when you go into a swingers club, you've got the mingle area and the lounge area and the bar area. Yeah. And I would say- 80% of people in those spaces are probably clothed or in lingerie, yep. maybe. But here, I would say it was like 80 to 90% of people were either naked or in a towel, and then there was a few people in clothing and lingerie. So it was kind of the – it flipped it on its head because yep. that's the purpose of this place. It's, a, it's an aqua lounge, you know. So I think that was just something new and different, and I hadn't really thought about that. Yep. Anyway, so the pool was surprisingly warm. We get in, we chat to a few people. Uh, there was a few couples there that yeah, we're I mean, chatting it's to. It's a big fucking surprise that they had their their pool sorted. You know, like it, yeah. f- it's not at all. It's not a surprise. The name is Aqua Lounge. <laughs> They're in fucking Canada. They have their pool shit They're sorted. They're open three hundred sixty five days a year, seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. They they have their pool sorted. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, 
What was the pool like for you in terms of looking around, seeing people talking, naked bodies, dicks floating, boobs floating, like coming off the back of hedonism too where the pool there, quite frankly, gets out of control. Yeah. (laughs) And then going into this pool, which is more like chill and there's some music playing in the background and people are talking and laughing and having a good time. Like it was less. There were just less people in the pool for starters. Uh, It was a pool that was. It was a pool meant for mingling, whereas I think the pool at Hedo. Is made for partying. Is made for partying. Yeah. So what was your thoughts? Did you think it was sexy, relaxing? Did Um, you enjoy it? It was warm. I mean, (laughs) that's the best I can put to it. it. There weren't a lot of people in there. So, and you'll get to it in a minute, I'm sure. But most of the people that were in there were single guys. Mm hmm. Yeah, it just wasn't um, a lot of people, so it's hard to do anything other than that, I suppose. There were a few couples that were in the pool at that point in time because we sort of were introducing ourselves at the beginning. They left and then it was kind of us and there was a moment there where there was, I think, about five-ish guys standing around us. Is that accurate? Is that about about five? Yeah, five single guys, yeah. Yeah, and there was a a couple of single men that were actually engaging with us and talking to us. There was one guy who was... I would call him unduly intoxicated. He was pretty drunk. I think he had a crack in his he head from un- falling he over. He wasn't un- unduly intoxicated and he didn't have the crack in his head until after we got out of the pool because he hit his head on the pool. So you don't think he was too drunk at that point? He wasn't unduly intoxicated, which means he is potentially a danger to himself or other people. Right. So, no, I would say he was intoxicated. Yes, he was definitely intoxicated. Right. Possibly a little, a little too drunk to be... In that place at in that, that time. Space. But he wasn't unduly intoxicated. He wasn't dangerous. He wasn't, you know, angry, fighting. He wasn't any of those things. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. We decided to get out of the pool. Now, we were talking to a single guy there, a Canadian young single guy, and we're talking to him for a little bit and we go, we're like, okay, we're going to get a drink and then we're going to go upstairs to level three. Now, he said, can I come with you? And I'm going to talk a little bit about this soon because I was – very confused. I, I didn't realize what that meant. Yeah. But he said, you know, hey, we're like, we're going to go upstairs. We're going to get a drink. We're going to go upstairs. Really, I think we were, I was, I don't know about you, but I was actively shaking off four of the five guys because I didn't really want them to carry on conversation with us. Yeah. And he said, you know, hey, can can I come with you? And I was like, yeah, of course. It's fine. I'll, t- I'll tell you about what that meant later. And then we went upstairs. We chatted to two girls upstairs who were dancing and having a really good time uh, a bit before we kind of left the club. They were very full of energy. Fuck, they were full of energy. And they were bopping around everywhere. Super full of energy. My energy bar was really depleted. Yeah, we were toward the end of our energy level because of, well, just being away for so long. And then, yeah, we, we hadn't really even managed to decompress properly. Yeah. Yep. And then you got these two people who were like buzzing around, talking at a million miles an hour, dancing and having a good time. And I was like, whoa, this is, you, you know, you're, you're at a 10 and I'm at a 2. Yep. They were, uh, they were full on. Uh, full on, not not full on negative way either. By the way, they were yeah. just they were they were really really enjoying themselves. Now, in terms of cons, I would say for me, the small mingle area was less than ideal. But what I really I understand the fact that the venue itself is comprised of the pool and mingling, not really somewhere that you would go really and, and talk and dance, right? Because most of the talking and everything is done in the pool. So the small mingle area, I would say, is a con for the club. But knowing full well that most of the people mingle outside, like obviously now, yeah, being most to people the club, mingle in the pool. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit of a surprise. I mean, something that's called the Aqua Lounge. It's almost like people would go there to hang out at the pool. Exactly. It's crazy. Fucking crazy talk. 
I think I think most clubs around the world kind of have have their tempo, right? Like de- depending on the club, they have a tempo in terms of like the time people start to move to the playrooms, when stands, when's this and that. Like, would you agree that most clubs kind of have a tempo or a vibe? Yeah. And obviously, being the first time to this club, a lessons learned for me was that's the tempo of this club. You yep. don't mingle in that area. You come in, you get a drink, you strip off, and you go to the pool. Yes. So that was something that was a little bit new. What I would say is that the the people that were wearing the clothes and certainly the men that were coming in, I was disappointed in their dress and attire. Yeah, I mean, they weren't uh, – so, so, yes, agreed. They were coming in very averagely, averagely dressed, but that was because they were taking that off to go Correct. swim. Yeah, so I was watching the guys come through the door when we were at the bar area and just like oversized hoodie and joggers and like, you know, scrubby jeans and stuff like that. And initially I was like – Scruffy, you mean? Scruffy. Initially, I was like, what the fuck, guys? Like, this is a club, best foot forward. Yeah, You're a single guy. Step up, like, step it up. But again, the Nothing. tempo of the club is, well, they're going to get in there for five minutes and take those off anyway. So, yeah. in their minds, they're like, why would I bother? Why would I bother? The reason you would bother, gentlemen, first impressions is last. because people will see you. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason you would bother. Yeah. It's fairly simply put. The other con, I think, for me is, and, you know, I'm happy to be proved wrong. I, I did go on the website and have a look for this information. I looked on the frequently asked questions, etc. I don't think they have a cap for the men. Maybe this comes down to the fact that it's an inclusive club. I'm not sure. But what I saw was I don't think the men were capped. And what I mean by that is that normally in lifestyle clubs, if they do allow single men, they may have a ratio of couples and single ladies to single men. Just so the club isn't, you know, 90% single men and then two couples kind of sitting in a corner. For me, it didn't feel like the single men were capped. And again, I think it might be due to the inclusive nature of the club. But to me, it felt like maybe there was three single men to every couple or single lady. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would say the same. So it was a it was a high ratio of, of men, for sure, versus couples or versus others. The, the big issue there, though, wasn't, I don't think, was the, the ratio difference especially later in the night it was guys that were coming in that I think were looking to finish their night after being out drinking or having or doing something else right I think there yeah. was uh, something to be said for the for the the style of people who were coming in later in the evening as that's well that's true because there were a group that group of three single guys that come in together that have been about out drinking yeah so let's but, but being fair here as well it, it's not so I think it's very important to say that at no point were, was there any risk to you mm-hmm. or, or me while we were there yeah but uh, there were certainly a lot more single men than we'd been used to in the past. Correct. And that's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's not something that we've seen somewhere else. So in terms of comfort levels, it was just different. And, you know, maybe that's just the way, again, the tempo of the club there, and that's just normal and average. And maybe why people yep. might choose to go on the two days that they Absolutely. don't allow single men. So Yeah, well, I mean, and also the, the, the night they allow single men, I mean, it's you're there to meet single men right? exactly so, which is why we actually went there in the first place we actually went there because we were like hey we've we've let's not go done, fuck a single man we've not done a single man night in a defined single man night in a very long time yeah so like, that that was the reason Australia. so we were like hey let's go to the club specifically to find a single male to fuck like that was mm-hmm. the entire attention reason that we were there yep didn't achieve it didn't achieve it actually ended up leaving so final verdict if we talk about i'm going to wrap the club up review up now i am going to talk about something that left me quite triggered in a second but to wrap up the club review in terms of black rings out of five initially we were going to give this club a three out of five i've upped it a little bit to a three and a half out of five and that additional half a point it really is just for the hygienic mentality of the club yeah and yep three and a half fine so i'm giving it a three and a half black rings out of five that's my i guess review of the oasis aqua lounge quite quite a good club if you're in toronto city go check it out go check it out definitely for sure, sure. 
Right now, we are going to talk a little bit about something that triggered me on the evening. I I don't know. I, f- I feel like maybe I should give a disclaimer, a bit of a, a potential trigger warning here. I'm not too sure. I'm going to talk a little bit about sexual assault. So if you guys want to shut it off now, feel free to do so. Um, it's only a very small piece of the story, but just feel like it's the right thing to do to talk to you guys about that. So feel free to shut it off. Otherwise, uh, continue listening. So on the for reference, I do have a history of sexual assault. I've kind of mentioned that here and there on the show before, but just for your awareness, if you weren't aware, I do have a history of sexual assault. So that sometimes does impact, I guess, the way that I think or the way that I feel or how safe that I feel, these sorts of things. Right? The way the, you see the world. The way that I see the world. It, it does. affects many things about your life because that's what happens. Right. Now, a big reason for us leaving the club, and obviously we mentioned before the energy levels is definitely – a massive part of this, but a reason for us leaving the club and not moving forward to play had to do with me feeling extremely triggered. Now, this is not something in the history, I think, of us in the Swiggers lifestyle. Has this happened before? I can't recall the time. No, it hasn't. Right. So we ended up leaving because I felt extremely triggered. I still have zero idea how it happened or why it happened. Um, So whilst the men on site, as we mentioned before, were plentiful, you know, there was three guys to every couple of single lady there. None of them touched me without consent. None of them really tried to make me feel too uncomfortable. So this is not a case of men being extremely grabby and that's what triggered me. That's nothing to do with this at all. I don't know what it was, but I felt just triggered. And I felt at the moment like this. You you felt unsafe. Yeah, Yeah. Like something could happen. Yes. Now there was a moment when I was walking to the bathroom you were still in the locker area, so I was on my own. Yeah. Now, these are unisex bathrooms, so they're kind of open bathrooms. Which you've been in before in other places. Which are, I mean, Restaurants have them. Like, I have yeah. no problems with a unisex bathroom at all. I don't think that's a place where some, some sort of sexual assault, you know, is definitely going to happen. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that in the current state of mind, in the state of mind that I was, I was on my way to the unisex bathroom. Now, on the way there, there was three guys kind of standing right outside of the bathrooms. One of them did cat call me. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. So he did catcall me. So like the traditional whistle catcall. Whistle or, and then yeah, was okay. like something, so it said something sort of like a, the okay. fucking sexy or damn girl or something like, you know, like some dodgy, dodgy yeah. comment. So there was, you know, three guys right outside of the bathroom. And, you know, as a single guy, if there's three single guys to every couple of single lady, like where are you going to position yourself around the club? Really? Like you've got to stand somewhere. Like I don't think that these people had necessary bad intentions were they standing right at the front of the bathrooms because people are going to walk by? Yeah, whatever. Cat called me. I walk into the bathrooms then and inside the bathrooms there's two men just sitting in the bathrooms chatting. No ladies were in a stall there so it wasn't like they were waiting on their girlfriends or partners or anything like that. There was no other people. They were just literally sitting inside there just having a conversation, not next to each other. I had to walk between them to get into the toilets area. That really made me feel really compromised. Being on my own in that space, feeling extremely triggered for whatever the fuck reason, and then walking into that where I had to physically walk between two men, I actually shrunk myself down to feel a little bit smaller because I was like, shit, this is a weird position to be in. Take the mindset that I was in at the time. Yeah. Perfectly normal scenario. Yeah, Would have no absolutely. problems. Actually, if I had to walk into that right now, I'd be like, hey, gents, like, what are you up to? If it were in a restaurant. If it was again, in a club. And no I didn't issue. Have, in a club. Yeah. And I didn't have this mindset that I had at this moment. I would see zero problem with any of this. In fact, I'd probably take the piss out of them for standing around, sitting around having a conversation inside the toilets. Yep. But on this moment, I was worried. Yep. 
Later, I did also see a security guard escorting a single guy out of the building. So I think that was kind of like piling on. So I'm already getting a little bit triggered. These guys, cat, this guy cat calls me. I walk into the bathroom. These two guys are there. And then I see a security guard escorting a single guy out of the building who had done something that somebody else deemed against their consent. And I think all of those things kind of combined just left me feeling a little bit uneasy. Yep. Now, what I will say is that men aren't allowed on level three. This was my confusion. <laughs> so when the guy in the pool was like, can I come with you? I thought it was just like a friendly chat to continue chatting. I unintentionally misled this guy by mistake. Which I might add is that he was also in not in any way part of the reason you felt triggered. Not at all. I would have actually played with him. He was lovely. In fact, just saying there was really – so other than the catcall, which is something that I think many women have dealt with, they shouldn't have to. Like, let me be very clear on that. No woman should ever have to deal with a catcall. But other than that, the, the, the catcall is something most women have dealt with and it kind of just – either shrug a shoulder or look back and say, fuck you and keep walking, right? Because unfortunately you have to deal with it. But that's not something that would have triggered you normally. No. Not at all. Not, not even remotely. But And in fact, we had a long conversation about this during and after because I had no idea, couldn't figure out for the life of me why you felt triggered. And you felt triggered pre- predominantly the most in the pool outside. Mm. There were five guys that were, that were near us at the time. There were two or three that were talking to us. One you found interesting, which is the guy that ended up coming yep. up, upstairs, which yep. you, which we misled because we didn't understand the rules of the third floor. And there were two others, neither of which were either of us interested in because they were either too drunk or just not interesting yep. to us, yep. right? Um, so, and none of those, I mean, certainly some of the things they were doing in the pool were were weird because they were obvious. So one of the guys was just standing there playing consistently, touching, touching his, his cock. Touching his cock, yeah. But I have to say, I've seen the same thing done at Desire and at Hedo. Men just <laughs> have a struggle when their penis is out, <laughs> not to fucking touch it. It right. seems to be yeah, a thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Even that, I, I couldn't. That doesn't explain it either. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of at a loss here, and it doesn't have anything to do with the club. Let's be very clear on this. Very right? clear. Very absolutely nothing to do with the club. Oasis did nothing wrong. They had security there. They had enough staff there. Nobody touched me inappropriately. I have higher faith in a, in a club where I see them removing somebody for doing something that's considered inappropriate than I do in a club that I see things inappropriate that nobody gets removed. Yeah, agree. So they, they did everything right. So it's not about the club. It's just about the, invo- the, the things that were going on, I think, in your head at that time because you did feel triggered. I don't know that either of us can really explain it. I think you less so. So just to close out really, so with this guy, so I we, we absolutely accidentally misled him. He asked if he could join us after leaving the pool. I said yes, thinking that we were going to carry on conversation. He was going to be just polite and ask, hey, can I come with you guys? Which was lovely. I mean, it was actually, uh, yeah, he was a very nice guy. He was really, what he was asking really was, is there potential to play? Because that's what level three is. A single guy cannot go up to level three unless a couple or a single lady invites him. Still not understanding what level three meant, even when we left him there. But we did leave him there in the company of two lovely ladies who Who said he could stay. Who were both very excited to spend time with him. So question then, did we really make (laughs) mislead him given that he may have gotten to shag two ladies instead? Yes, we did. Yeah, no, you did. Not me. I wasn't involved in this. Anyway, he he was a gentleman. Yes, absolutely. When we said we're leaving, obviously he was a little bit disappointed because yep. he was keen to play. But other than that, perfect gentleman. So just closing that off, after we left the club, we're in the taxi on the way home or to the hotel 
And you started asking me questions. What's yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Why do you feel triggered? I don't understand. Those were the kind of three things that were coming from you. And to be a partner of someone who's had sexual assault in their history, it's difficult because you haven't been through it. You don't no, really I understand can, it. I can empathise. I can't sympathise. Exactly. You, you know, you were genuinely trying to understand, I think, from your perspective, so you could provide a solution, which means fixing well, the problem now and then to stopping it from happening in the future. Actually, it's the second one. So you can't, I mean, I can't fix, when you're when you're triggered, you're triggered. That's, yeah, but there's you nothing going to untrigger you. You can comfort you. me. I can comfort you, yeah, but right, that's, so, not, that's not fixing right, a problem. Right. That's comforting. Right. Because the problem remains when you're comforted. Yeah. Uh, it's more trying to understand, well, what happened here so that I can figure out how to prevent that from happening again. Yeah. And by the way, that may have been on, that may have been our fault as well. We may have done something that put us in a position that made you feel uncomfortable, right? Not the other people around us. So that that's why I wanted to understand. I think at the, at the end of the day, there was nothing that anybody really did that made me feel this way. There was absolutely, I mean, the club was perfect. The club did not do a damn thing wrong that made me feel this way. I still don't quite understand why I felt this way. Or maybe it was just because I was tired, coming off the back of here, we were traveling, whatever, and it just kind of put me in this really. Well, we were already sort of down, right? I mean, we we weren't we, when we arrived there. Honestly, we both arrived. I when I arrived, we walked in and, and, we're, I, and like, we're like, <sighs> like we, we wanted to be there, but it was a push. Yeah, it was a push. It was definitely a push. Yeah. So we wanted to go because we wanted to see it and and also not waste a not waste a night. But you know what I mean? Not yeah. not not. We also wanted to maybe find a single guy. So it was all yep. of these things. But equally, yep. I think we were both like, <sighs> yeah, yep. You know, yep. The reason I'm telling you guys this is just to share. A story and to maybe tell somebody out there listening that you're not alone but really it's it's just that I, I thought this might be helpful to people to kind of understand that if you're out there and you've had sexual assault happen maybe you might be triggered if you're a partner of somebody who's had some sexual assault happen you know sometimes it's difficult being on the the wing person for that because you don't know what to do and the flip side of that is if you're somebody who's then dealing with somebody who's had sexual assault obviously there's certain triggers and things that might happen there but I don't know it, I just wanted to share it I don't really know why, just thought it was an interesting thing that happened that's not happened in seven and a half years in our journey. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, interesting might be the, <laughs> might not be the right no. vernacular, but certainly it was. And again, there was there, there was nothing there that I could see, hence why I was so questioning after we left, because I really wanted to understand what, what may have caused this problem so that we could not repeat it, because it's the first time it's happened. Yeah. I, I honestly think... Looking at where we were, what what was happening, I think in any other situation, if you were, if it was your first night out, you know, you hadn't been drinking for a week, you know, you, your mind was a little bit more on the ball, you weren't tired. I would have been in like fucking Flynn, man. There was like three three guys there that I found really attractive, that yeah. one guy in particular. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it would have been a much different night had we been, and we plan to go back. So when we go back, we'll we'll give, see how it goes next time around. Yeah. But I, I <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it's an interesting – yeah, now I'm using your words. It, it was it's something. It's something that's happened in our journey that hasn't happened before and yeah. we, we wanted to share it. Yeah, absolutely. But again, I will say I will state loudly – Please do. Nothing to do with the club, nothing to do with their policies. They are very inclusive. They were lovely the entire time we were there. Lots of staff. It's not like there was like barely any staff. They were everywhere. Well staffed, well secured. There was nothing to do with that. It was just our night. It was just the night that that would happen. That happened, yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back. And, uh, you know, if there's anyone from Oasis listening, we, you know, we enjoyed our night there and we're really interested in getting back and we will come back. And I hope we've been obvious enough in this conversation to, to make note that it wasn't anything to do with you guys and, and you have a lovely club and we look forward to coming back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
I'm going to leave you with a top towel tip for what I'm calling the TTT. <laughs> you fucking stole this. <laughs> you stole this. I'm crediting her. You're such a thieverer. When we first started talking to the Toronto Unicorn, she was wearing a towel, like 98, like we said before, 80, 90% of the people were. And she had, you know, ladies, when you're doing your hair and stuff, you got the towel, you got it wrapped around you. And we try, we attempt to do this little thing where we tuck a top bit of the towel in against our breasts in the hope that it secures the towel. And it fucking doesn't. Let's just all be fair. Like that doesn't secure shit. It's because boobies move around. They move around. She was standing there talking to us and she had the towel wrapped folded over and then she had a bulldog clip in the front of the towel fucking holding the whole situation together. Yeah. Like the, like the MacGyver of fucking swinger clubs. It was MacGenius. She actually uh, she threatened, she threatened to do a uh, one with her logo on it so that she could. Uh, Which I think know, is with, brilliant. With fucking genius. <laughs> Sell that shit, make bank. <laughs> so there you go. If you guys are going to like, uh, even a resort or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was a, it's a great idea. It's a fucking great idea. Bulldog clip down the front. Yeah, you can even get plastic bulldog clips now as well. So you, you, know, you don't get any rust or anything. It's amazing. Genius. Genius. Fucking genius. Top town tip. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Uh, I'll be sure that you will put that in there right beside your hair tie that you never take with you. <laughs> it needs to have the hair tie wrapped around the top of the bulldog clip, so then I take them both. Or forget them both, either one. You will forget them both. Hey, I need some Aussie names for our patrons. So we had a bunch of patrons join us in December. Mm-hmm. And are you ready to give them some Aussie names? I'll do my best. Okay, Justin. Ooh, Justin. Ooh. And don't be lazy and just add an O to o everything. To the end of it. No, but I think I think Justin is it'd probably be Juz. Juzza. It'd be Juzza. I think we'd probably take the piss and I don't know, maybe this is be not Jazza. an Australian thing, but it could no, I think it would be like just in. So we'd probably call him like no, it'd be the tip or something. No, it'd be Juzza. Juzza? Okay, Juzza. Okay, we've got Gene. Gene. Don't do Gino. No, because Gino's a whole different another name. So then we'd change that. So his name would be our Italian friend or Pizza Boy. Something like that. Pizza. It'd become pizza. Because it'd be Gene, then they'd go Gino, then it'd be, oh, that's Italian. Then we'd reference something Italian. Mozzarella. Oh, yeah. It'd be Mozza. There you go. His name would be Mozza or Pizza. Katie. Mozza. It'd be Mozza. Katie. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's Cat. Yeah. That's not really an Aussie thing, though, is it? It's not. No. Sorry. Sorry, Katie. Katie's actually been talking a lot to me on Patreon, so I'm, I'm glad that she's there. Thank you. Let me see. William. Dick. Dick, yeah, Dick. That's pretty. That's pretty. I think global that one as well. Dicky, actually, it'd be Dicky because it's Dicky, uh, Dicky knee for the for those Australians. Actually, it'd probably become Dicky knee. Dicky knee, yeah. And then Chris. Uh, <laughs> I had a Chris even when I was growing up. I know. I keep trying to think back to. Chris. I keep trying to think back to like friends, and I'm like, mm. yeah. The Chris that I had though was a redhead, so he he so he got called Ranger. No, he became blue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so okay, I'm assuming this Chris is a redhead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Name's blue. Okay. There you go. There you go. Bam. Otherwise, your, your Australian name is Chris. <laughs> Justin, Jean, Katie, William, Chris, thank you very much for joining us over on Patreon. That was a lacklustre Australian name. It naming, was a lacklustre. Fucking hell. Do I better like with I'm your names, the, guys. I feel like I'm letting the country down. <laughs> I know. Check out the show notes and you can find the link there. Coming up next, we are going to talk about our New Year's Eve, which started off with a bang and tantric tents and tantric massages. And... We also did have permission to talk about our first Dutch play session in a very fancy boudoir. We do. So coming up next, check those out. But otherwise, thanks for hanging in there, guys, and really appreciate you listening. Ciao.